Good evening, let's talk. Tonight we got a good show. Panel together. We got a, a very interesting show. A black man being a master right before us. Well, we have Jamel, Anthony, going on, Arden, Arden and Basine. And myself. Right. And um we're gonna we're gonna take a deep dive into Emasculation, emasculation, being deprived of his male role to make weaker, less effective, to make feeble. I'll start with Arden. Arden, give me um, your thoughts on male emasculation, in particular, black male emasculation, and um, as as a as a as the younger guy on the panel. And what you've seen uh, in your eye in the last so far so far amount of years that you've seen. Hey Q, thank you, man. I think we got a lot of experts on the panel, and um, so my opinion is a modest opinion, and um, as the other gentlemen definitely have a lot of insight, and I always like what you're doing, Q. I think this is an incredible topic considering I live in Georgia and so I see a huge uh, homosexual population. Also, I am very active within church. And so one of the gentlemen in church said something about five years ago uh, about him being in, involved in church and him w witnessing women pray, him witnessing women worship, him witnessing women sing and how as a child he took on those women's characteristics. And so um, I'm not ascribed to that. I, I believe in a man uh, uh, ge genetically acting as a man. And so I don't, I don't know um, where the, the disconnect happened and how guys uh, became so feminine and how it became so popular. And so the conclusion that I came up with was that there is a sense of attention. What is the biggest selling factor in the music industry? Shock value. What is what the is biggest the factor, factor with people in life? There, there's a lot of kids that their whole life they've been told, shut up, sit down, shut up, don't say nothing. Well, if you, if you do the opposite with a child, instead of telling that child to shut up, but hey, let me hear your opinion. Let me hear your voice. And so what we're witnessing now with, 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 with as far as demasculization is a lot of people seeking a voice, they're seeking attention, and it's coming out in a, a, a feminine way. It's mm. a perspective. Mm. I like that. I like that mm. perspective, Arden. Um, next, I'll go with uh, Bassine. Okay, let's, let's, let's get into this. First of all, we, we, we got to go back. We got to go back. We can't just start right now. You know, as my good brother informed me, we got to go back to the shores of Africa. We can't just yes, start. Sir. Yes, sir. And as we was brought into this country, our men was raped. Our women was raped. And as a man, you can't defend your woman. You already looked at as a weak man. Your woman looking at you weak. And from that, what happened to us is we took on the characteristics of our 
so-called masters. So what do we do in return? Because we wanted the same power and we wanted to feel that power, we started raping as well. Mm. So opposed to, to helping us, we was hurting us because uncles was raping nieces, uncles was raping nephews. Mm. And this thing mm -hmm. went on for generations and a lot of our elders, them were some of the secret talks that they don't want to have. So we wonder what's going on. All that's still going on now. And then a lot of the brothers come, they go to prison. What happens in prison? It's strong, prey on the weak. And when it's weak, get a chance, he want to rape somebody that's weaker than him. So, so the pain continues. And then to get into our culture, the music and everything, that community, that LGBT community, that's the strongest community out. You can't say nothing, do nothing wrong with them because they come for you. They in politics. They in the music business. They in the TV business. You can't stop it. They everywhere. So your household is full of it and they got their kids doing things that you definitely ain't on board with. But I'm not gonna hold this up. I'm gonna pass it, and I'm gonna get some more later. No. Yes, sir. <clears throat> so, the emasculation of black men in particular. I feel like overall, as um, my brother Basim was talking about, we were chopping it up a little bit before the show started. It does start from way back from the coast of Africa. Um, in terms of us feeling like we're not men because we were shipped off, bought. Um, and it was a transaction. I'm not saying it wasn't forceful. I'm not saying that wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't agree, but there were, there were our people in Africa also that were giving away people. So the confidence was broken from there. Then you got on the ships, you were three month journey. So the whole situation of just masculinity since we left Africa. And another thing we were talking about is that our history doesn't go just back to the shores of Africa with the slave trade. It goes back to when we were kings, when we were innovators, when we were creators. So I think that just overall as a people, based on the education system, society, media, it's hard to feel like a man, especially a black man, because everything in society is kind of pushing you down. Um, I heard the brother Arden talk about um, kind of just kind of getting attention. That, and that's why I kind of, you know, um, guys are being gay now or a little bit more rampant with the homosexuality. And um, I kind of disagree. And I think it's, I think it's partially, first of all, it's, it's acceptable now. So overall, we don't have our elders raising our kids anymore. Social media is raising our kids. So anything society wants us to think is kind of easy to make our kids think it because we're stuck and we're glued on the phone. Everybody here is addicted to their phone. So you can imagine what the kids are because we know life was before there were phones. So overall, emasculation of men, emasculation of men is something that's so rampant that it's taking on men emasculate themselves, women emasculate men, society emasculates men. And when it comes to the black men, of course, we're the biggest threat because we're the strongest creatures on earth. So just like any other survivor series, you have to eliminate the strongest. Um, I saw something on TV today or a post today, and it talked about our new Supreme Court judge beautiful black woman we, we, that's a great thing for us and also our vice president which is a hbcu grad which is great but he also talked about 
the fact that both of those women has have white husbands, right? And is it is it a coincidence that they look at you know who who you're sleeping with, who you're who you're making a child with, who you're creating a family with is definitely a reflection of who you are inside. So is it saying that the black man is not good enough to be dealing or create a woman? a black woman of stature that could go on to do all these great things. A lot of subliminal messages are being sent. So I feel like it's just paying attention and kind of going back to who you are of origin. And I just want to add this one more thing. Anthony talked about um, culture and how culture affects masculinity. First of all, I definitely agree with that because I feel like um, in cultural DNA, I feel like as a Jamaican American, I do look at myself a little bit differently than a typical based on the way I was raised. And you start to see that a little bit more as you get older. And I wouldn't say typical in terms of just anybody. I would say any different race. But you have certain, um, I would say, disciplines and things that you do culturally in certain third world countries. And when you come from another country, America doesn't really have a culture. The culture in America is really music and entertainment. So anything that they want to put out for entertainment and music, people are going to start dressing like that, acting like that, talking like that. They don't have a strict family culture of this is right, this is wrong, anything goes. So coming from Jamaica, I had a strong sense of pride of being a man and kind of, you know, my Marcus Garvey, you know, coming to Harlem, like as Basim was talking about, came to Harlem and he tried it. He started the civil rights movement. So just feeling that sense of pride of being a king from Africa I think is what people lack here in America. Black men don't feel like, hey, we were kings. Our origin is slavery, you know? And I think that that's, that, that takes a toll on everybody and just how everybody um, reacts to us, our, our women, um, single fathers, when they become a single father and they have to co-parent and the mom may have a little bit of animosity because the relationship didn't work out. Now your, your kids are demasculating you, you know? Like so, so many different levels of situations that black men have to deal with. And it's crazy. Sorry, I'm going on and on. Anthony, let me let me hear you, Anthony. Okay, so I think we all agree that um emasculation of the black male started, you know, via slavery or whatever, because like 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 uh Mill said, our history goes beyond slavery. We were kings in Europe you know for 800 years you know we we built civilizations every every human being right now comes from mother Af that's on earth right now comes from mother africa it's just facts so if you look at it right now american society can't run with that you know they can't run with that back then when they, when they brought us over when they brought us over they said we have to break them down as fast as we can you know physically physically wise we're superior mentally we're superior but they had to have they had to have a way to break that stuff down so they said we got this six foot five you know well muscle you know just well everything black man how can we break them down let's do it mentally so what we're gonna do is we're gonna put them on we're gonna the first thing we're gonna do as soon as we bring them up we're gonna put them on stage we're gonna strip them down naked and then we're going to poke and prod and, you know, point and do all this stuff and make fun of them. Everything with black men has been made into public spectacles, lynchings, all that stuff were public spectacles built to break them down. See what you have a strong body. See what we can do to you. See how we can break you down. See how we can make you less than. So if we look at it like this, 
this like from going from slavery into like the 50s and 60s, you have strong, viable black men in homes, you know, with good jobs, you know, taking care of their families. How can we break that down? Let's put in welfare. Now with welfare, can't have a man stay in the house anymore. So the woman is say, okay, to get this easy money, we'll still be together, but we'll get you out of the house. And like everybody says, my grandmother always says, the further you are away, the easier it is to miss you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, you know, you get them out the house, you're putting them in there. And now we go into the 80s. You have the, the drug epidemics and stuff like that, breaking down families, you know, can't get a job. Jobs are being outsourced. You can't walk in and get an easy job anymore. So what do you turn to? You turn to drugs. You turn to selling drugs. That pushes the man out the house even more. Now you got a now you got a child, you know, saying a male being raised by mother figures, and when you're raised by mother figures, that's all you know. All you know is mother figures. You don't know how, like a woman cannot teach a man how to be a man. I was I was lucky to have my father in my house and around me all the time, and just by seeing my father and my grandfather and the men in my family, you know. I basically say, okay, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is the decorum for this. This is how you act on this. This is how he would handle this. So if I had a problem, I could say, okay, well, my dad and my grandfather handled it this way. You know what I'm saying? And it worked out for them, so it'll work out for me. And when I see emasculation on point, especially with Will, as soon as I saw that slap, you know, I basically saw like years of pent up trauma. It was years of it. And like, you know, it's not to be excused, but, you know, when I see him slap him and his wife sit back and is just like, like this, you know what I'm saying? That shows me that you don't have respect for your husband because at the end of the day, any woman, you know, white, black, Asian, whatever, if you're, if your man is at a, is at a, award show at the pinnacle of his career, the pinnacle of his career, you're going to do everything you can do to protect him. Even if you have issues, a real wife would have been like, baby, let me grab you. I understand you're mad. Let's handle this later on. You know what I'm saying? If you really feel that way, we're going to handle this later on. And the thing is, is that like you have, we talk, and we talked about this earlier, there's a lot of, and this is a hard pill to swallow for women, and it might catch me, it might catch me some flack, but I don't care. A lot of women want the man role until it's time to be the man. Like, say that I don't again. Know if I can explain that to you. Say that but, again. Huh? Just say it again. So a lot of women want the man role, the father, the husband, the protector, the 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 the. the how do I say this? The uh, aggressive role until it's time to play the aggressive role because Jada was playing the aggressive role for a while. And then when it came time to like, you know, to do, do what needed to be done or whatever she felt needed to be done, she looked at him and said, you go do it to his detriment. And that's mm -hmm. something I had a problem with, you know? And like I said, I like Jada Pinkett Smith. I never had an issue with her period until I, until I seen this. And, you know, I just think like a lot of a lot of women, they've been carrying the male. Well, I don't need a man. I'm taking care of my own. I'm taking care of my sons. I'm doing that. They've been have they've had that role for so long that they don't know how to give it up when it's not needed. 
And that goes with anybody with anything. If you've been playing a role for a long time, like I could say Q, Jamal, you know, myself, Milt, Arden, if you've been playing a role forever and then it's time for you to fall back out of that role, it's difficult to do. But it's Anthony, that's also that's also by design because the woman, the woman had no choice but to step up financially. And once you put a sensitive, nurturing woman in a financial, powerful position to control her family, you're going to have division of family. That's just natural. So it, they, they, they took the black man down, all right? And as you see, even naturally now, more black men are unemployed than women. So women naturally for the past 10 years are bringing home more money in, in a lot of households than their men. It gives them a little bit more of a bravado. And show me a show me an independent, successful um, woman. And more than likely, I'll be showing you a single woman because they take that as manhood. But they were also forced into in those positions. They were forced into those positions because why? The dad was absent. Or as you talked about earlier, it was more financially secure to have the dad absent. If you think about from civil rights, even through slavery, the black family was still strong. That's a recent yes. phenomenon for the Jamel. black family to go to go in other directions. No, and you you hit something. We're gonna get back to your point, Milton. Yes, um, on um, what what happened with the feminist movement and what it was designed, what it was truly designed for. Because mm. um, I think that I think that a lot of people in the last four or five years, a lot of our sisters, some of them, got caught up in this matrix, and some of us get caught up in it as well, Jamel. What what is your what is your your temperature on masculation? I know you've been real, you know. I, I kind of one one thing about you, Jamel, is that I know you real laid back and you've been like really stepping up far as like saying like, "Yo, this is right." You know, you know. You even had did a video that I thought was interesting because it was like people were commenting on your video like it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> Like you did a video of somebody else. If you wanted to, to to disagree with what you were saying, they could have just been talking to you. They were like speaking in third person. Right. Um, I mean, to, to everybody's point here, um, you know, I think the demasculation of men, um, in particular black men, started, I think, with the perversion of sex. If we really, really, really want to get dig a little deep, like when, cause I think it, you know, the demasculation of, of men in general started before slavery because once sex was perverted, once you brought homosexuality into the world, you know, and, and, and I think man understood the power of sex and how sex is used as a form of control and power over another human being, you know, in particular women in particularly women, and then it was used, like I said, to, to gain control over men as well. And then we became the target, meaning black men became the target once, once uh, I guess, those that were in power, in a sense, you know, saw our power and saw how we can be, how we can be controlled or used or manipulated, you know, through the power of, sex and persuasion in, 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 in other sorts. But um, I just think that overall, we just, you know, since slavery, since the, the beginning of slavery, we just been a target. Black men have just been the target in general um, with, with the demasculation. I mean, like you said, when you, for each brother that made a point 
you 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 go through history and you can see where it was like level. No, I don't want to say levels because I don't think I, I think they ramped it up. They ante up the the type of mass demasculation, but I just think it was like okay, we're you know every era has a mindset. So we're here. Let's do it this way. We're here. Let's do it this way. Let's you know what I mean. And they and it's just been a a domino effect throughout history with men just being removed and allowing women to to take on take the position where we're we're supposed to be and like i said earlier i just feel like what, what makes it so prevalent, what makes it so prevalent now and seem like it's so out there now of course we got social media so that exposed a lot of things that we didn't see in the 80s 90s and in early 2000s but also i feel like a lot of men to kind of coin a phrase, a lot of men are becoming woke about who they are, especially black men. We're becoming woke of who we are as a people in general. And we're trying to take that role back, but women have been carrying the load for so long. And like the brother Basim said, they they now have this you know power, so, false sense of power and entitlement to the position. That, mm -hmm. that men are supposed to be in and they don't want to relinquish it because they've been holding it down for so long. And it's like now we're just we're fighting each other to try to get that position. And I just think that, you know, <clears throat> it's just it's just been something that's systematically been taught. We've been targeted systematically throughout the years. And, you know, um, definitely agree with that. I definitely you know, that. I feel like women want to be. I feel like women want a man, though. One of the things they do, they do. I they believe I think I think in my heart of hearts, regardless of <laughs> to Q's point about the lot of the women on the page, right? The bitterness that you see on the page. It's frustration. It's frustration, but yeah. I think in their heart of hearts, they want a real dude. They do. They've been damaged so much that they don't even want to take the chance. And they could run other dudes because a lot of dudes are yeah. on moves sexually. So all they got to yeah. do is put on something or act a certain way and they could get yeah. what they want. So and they reach, get it to a real man. I'm sorry, Q. I just have to no, say no, this no, before no. I forget. Like no. when they when they start dating a real man with masculinity, it's seen as aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's seen as like, who are you talking to? I'm talking mm -hmm. to you. I'm talking to you because there's so many different instances where I'm going to protect you. Somebody knocks on this door right now and we don't know who it is. I'm jumping up. I feel like that deserves a certain level of respect, right? Just like I respect you that you may, you, you, you're my nurturer. You could be there for me. So I just feel like overall, women want that man to take control, but they have to kind of be eased into it, especially if they didn't have the father in the home. You know, they're seeing their Absolutely. moms holding it down for the whole time. Now you're going to come around and tell me how I should act, blah, blah, blah. And they also put masculinity on monetary um, power. You mm -hmm. know, back in the days, you was a man because you built your house, you protected your house, you went out, you hunted, right? You did what you were supposed to do physically as a brawn, right? Now you can sit in your, in your house as a geek and make $2 million and girls are looking at you like, oh, that's the man, right? <laughs> I just want to propose one question. I want to propose one question because this is a thought that popped into my head. I want to know, and, and Q, I don't want to do your job because you do a great job, but I want to know definitely how does demasculization hurt us? Well, well, first of all, you have to understand, show a woman, she recognizes a man 
as being a man, but then you have a lot of males running around here. They have the age to be a man, but they're not quite a man. You Messing know, it they're, up, still, folks. they're still immature in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? They don't take care of what they need to take care. They still running around here, making sure they, they rims is shiny and they, they still playing with toys while men are handling business. And she's always going to know the difference in the two because we come across different. We're right. not the same. As men, we responsible. We take care of bills. We handle our business. She need, she don't need another boy. And that's the problem with these males, they boys. That's Definitely. another That's another one sucking on the mother's breast. Right. So we go from the mother's breast to his woman's breast. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. you have these new men running around here. They got a new title they call Mr. Moms. Stay at home dads. Come right. on, now, it's for a man. Right. It's time for you to go to work and get that money and come home and take care of your family. Exactly. Exactly. I, I want to ask you guys a question. Um, it's almost an expectation and, 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 and I've seen. I, and I, and I want to play the videos I got, but you know, we'll we'll get into that to the video, the first video, because um Anthony, I brought it up. I did, I did have a video about Will and Jada, and you know, I kind of want you guys' opinion because I, I I heard a lot of males' opinions about it, and I think that um most the narrative is that men are upset with Jada. And I, it's funny that I think that most men aren't upset with Jada, that most men are upset with Will. So I'm going to play this this clip. Hopefully it goes off right. It's a little on delay. You've been on a hell of a journey with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's people's feelings involved. Right. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's healing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what happened, Jada? Okay. So Uh, I think it was about four and a half, four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, Started a friendship with August. Mm -hmm. And we actually became really, really good friends. Mm -hmm. And it all started with him just needing some help. Mm -hmm. You know, me wanting to help his health, his mental state and we found all those different resources Mm -hmm. you know to help pull them through Mm -hmm. and from there you know you and i were going through a very difficult time yeah that particular point in time it was indefinite yeah i really felt like we could be over yeah no we were over and then what did you do jada well you know i think from there you know, as time went on, I got into a different kind of entanglement. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. And I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. Hey, that's what I said. An entanglement? Stop the yes. I can't. <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship. Absolutely. We decided that we were going to separate for a period of time and you go figure out how to make yourself happy i was in a lot of pain and i was very broken now in the process of that relationship i definitely realized that you can't find happiness outside of yourself Mm -hmm. and luckily enough (laughs) you and i were also going through a process of healing in a much different manner Mm -hmm. i would during that time launched into and interaction mm-hmm. with August. What do you feel like um, you were looking for? I just wanted to feel good. 
This is painful. It has been watch. so yeah, it is. long mm-hmm. since I felt good. Wow, well, husband, I'm now I got to be with you at the press conference while you lay to tell the world the uh, about your transgressions. <laughs> well, like I love, I love my baby. I'm gonna stand by my baby no matter what. No, I definitely, I definitely understand um, mm-hmm. why it would look that way or feel that way. Oh. But I actually don't look at it as a transgression at all. Through that particular journey, I learned so much. Mm-hmm about myself and was able to really confront a lot of i can't that was painful I was, thank that, that, that actually yeah thank are you are we so gonna much. act like will smith ain't have the pick of his litter though can i just speak on that real quick we can't act please like I, 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 just, I, just, I just i just want to say i just want to say something real fast the way if you looked at that video i don't watch what she says i do listen to what she says but I watch her face when she says it. She's and a man. Despite, She's a man. The spitefulness that was in but, her but, face. But Anthony, it's because Will has been a mega star for over 30 years. Nah. And he's seen thousands of women that wanted him. And probably he had them. And so she's bitter to a degree, too. And that's why he's smiling and laughing. Because she got just as much dirt on him. I, first of all, before Can I, I give y'all some insight on something real quick, which second, makes sense. One second, because we, we're jumping all over this tape right now. Um, Q knew what he was doing. So first of all, with Will and Jada, <laughs> let me, let me no, hold on, hold on. Let, no, let me, let me tell everybody why I played the tape. Okay, I'm going right after you, Q. I played, I played the tape because at the end of the day, Jada cannot emasculate Will. Does she empower him? That's a whole different thing. Right. He's he's allowed anything that Jada Pinkett has done, based off of what we know, he's allowed it to happen. That's his food. First of all, Will Smith, I don't care about money. I don't care about money. Will Smith to the core is having problems. He's having insecurity issues. He came into that. The reason why he's attracted to Jada is because she's the man he's not. She he likes that authority. Yes. What? 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 If you got a, no. if you got millions and millions of dollars and you can get any woman that you want, why no. are you getting this short Napoleon woman that's no. telling you what to do? Come on, she's like, hold on, hold on, bro. She's in love with a dead man. You know what I'm saying? Like no. only no, honestly, the things that he has to put up with, I wouldn't put up with if I was packing bags at the grocery store. That's word to everything. Because that's the man, and that's the core of you as a man. So what so, he's doing right now, he's feeding his insecurity. He likes Jada. He's saying that like a little girl. She was the man. So, she was on a chair. She had four, her legs folded. She was like, yeah, you know. She know well, what you're saying. The, well, like, it's the, it's, on, it's, that's, that's it's bad the hero watch. complex. It's the hero oh. complex because he wants to be seen as the hero in the relationship to the point where, like, you got to look. I looked at it. I read another article uh, the other day saying that Jada said explicitly, she said explicitly that she never wanted to marry Will. It was just to the fact that her mother was like, like, yeah, but listen, just listen. Mm -hmm. Her mother was like, listen, Jada, I don't care what you want to do. You need to secure this one hundred and fifty-two million dollars. Let me let me me bring it back, y'all. Let me bring it back. (laughs) Just snatch bring it back. Because we always it's always been shotgun weddings in the culture. And we and those of us know 
When your grandmother turned up pregnant, your grand your great grandfather showed up at the house with the shotgun and told your grandfather, You're gonna marry my daughter. My 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 thing is right, like I said, I played I played the video because I think that a lot of men, a lot of brothers is upset because they may feel like Will need to grow a set of testicles. And this is the anger that has now spilt to Jada. But my, my question and the reason and, and the reason the purpose of the, the show is what can he do? Because we can identify some of us been in situations like Will or have oh. or have friends like Will and been in those type of situations. I've never been in that situation. My thing is what could he do to change that? <laughs> so so no, I want to touch on that. Here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So I think there's the, there's an element to this that, that a lot of people don't understand. There's an interview that Will Smith did some, some time back when he, even before the Red Table thing came along, and he did an interview. He was, he was actually talking about the first time he met Jada Pickett. Now, this was during the Fresh Prince era. Mm -hmm. And he said that he fell in love with Jada Pickett during that time. That's when he knew that's who he wanted to be with. Keep in mind, he was still married to his first wife, his, his oldest <laughs> son's mother. He was married to her. He said, now check this out. He said he used to go home and cry because he was, he was, he was in love with the woman that he couldn't be with. He was talking about Jada Pickett, right? Now, he also said that he's a man that would never divorce. You see what I'm saying? He said he would never divorce. In fact, to that point, his wife, his ex-wife divorced him because he said, I will never divorce. I don't believe in divorce. His ex-wife divorced him. He wasn't happy. He didn't want the marriage, but he didn't want a divorce. So, and I, and, and to, and, and to, to even further the point that I'm trying to make, I have, I know a person I used to work with. This brother was married. His ex-wife cheated on him, got pregnant, and had him thinking that the baby that she had was his baby biologically. He found out later that the baby wasn't his, and he, he you know, ultimately got a divorce. Years later, some some very long years later, he got married again. Um, I want to believe within my heart and soul, he told his new wife what his ex-wife did to him. The new wife being a very domineering woman already, used that to her advantage and demasculated this brother so much so because she knew he wanted her. And she knew that at, at, any, at any beck and whim, she could get what she wanted. And trust me, she got that. So to, to the point to that point, I look at Will Smith, I look at that video, and, and I just look at his life because I paid attention to all that he put out there about his public about his personal business and things. I see a man who is in love with a woman that in many ways don't love him. And he has she has taken advantage of that. So what we see as a as a as a demasculation. I think we see a man that's trying to cause this woman to love him like he like he loves her and she's just she's just being who she is whether she was this way in her previous relations we don't know cuz all we know is Jada Pickett used to like Tupac and that's it we don't know if she was married before we don't know what men she might have dated and we what never we heard know, what we do know Jamel 
is that she's a different fabric than Will Smith. Absolutely. She's from, she's, she's a she's a mover shaker, strict like a slick talker city girl, and Will Fine. Smith is more refined. And, right? and, and to and, that and, point, and, and reserved. So what Jada does for Will is she feeds the fact that first of all, she kind of she's she's not a shapely woman. She's small. She looked like a little boy. Come on, let's talk for real. She's not no woman, woman. And I'm not saying you could you could you could fall in love with anybody. So I'm not saying that shape is gonna make it. However, let's put all of this together. He could get anybody he wants. He's with somebody that's that has a stronger personality than him. When he's sitting at the table, he's cowering into that situation. You could tell what's going on when the camera's off. Let's, I think, let me look I at and, and I have to say this. I say I have to say this to um for um just a disclaimer. I don't feel like the slap was real. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like I feel that like I've real. seen people say. I don't feel like I. I feel like I've seen people get slapped before. I've seen people react before. I feel like that wasn't real. But I'm gonna talk about it hypothetically because it was done for a reason. I think it was done for a reason. But I don't think that any one of us would react the same way. I think any one of us would have not had our hands behind the back while somebody's slapping us across the face after we just talked about their wife. I just think there's a lot of situations with that that's kind of that's kind of corny. But Will and Jada is a real situation, you know, in terms of their, their cross-gender. You know, look at their kids. Their kids' offspring, they have a confusion in terms of who they are sexually. But you well, but to, you that, gotta look at that. to that point, bro... Will Smith said in an interview as well. He said he he was doing an interview. I think he was overseas somewhere, and he mm -hmm. said they was asking about his kids because I think at this time that's when Jaden had started wearing the dress. Right. And the interviewer asked him like, "Hey, man, like you know, you see your kid wearing a dress. Your daughter shaved her head. This, this, and that." And Will Smith, he said, "Yeah, we try to give our kids the freedom to express themselves." However, he said, "But I honestly feel like we've given them too much freedom." Mm. And, and, well, and, and well, which means Jada's running the show. You got. I don't think. I don't necessarily think she's running it. I just think Will is because of his 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 heart. Listen, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure whether y'all married now, been married, whatever. Right. At some point in your life, you 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 desired a woman so much that you were willing to to capitulate to whatever she may have wanted. Not if it not if it's not if it takes away who you are. Well, well, not every man is that that you. Fellas, I know, but not every man is a man. That's the whole thing. Can I put something into you guys' conversation? Hold on, hold on, Anthony. We all got good points. We um I believe that we're 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 speaking about an issue that's minor to the the bigger issue of emasculation that we see in our communities every day and through TV, through media, through politics, through our education. So I just use that as an example. I don't want the show to be about Will and Jada. Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, wait a second, Anthony. That, that's on the forefront right. and that's in front of us. So that's what we're going to try to attack a little bit. Basim, you had something you wanted to say? Okay. I wanted to just like kind of round it out or finish it out. You know, uh, first of all, you know, they're involved in what they call an open marriage. So therefore, you're seeing another man do your wife and you doing another woman. And let's be honest, they're in Hollywood. I'm, I'm, I don't know it to be a fact, but probably another man have done him. So you have to understand. There's that, a lot of signs for that. Allegedly. <laughs> you know, so therefore, he's been broken. He's a weak man. He's, he's more or less 
He's a male. We have to call it like it is. He's yeah, your male. And that's why his whole family is so dysfunctional and his kids have no respect for him as a man. Exactly. Because your money don't make you a man. Well, Neither does your fame. They just said uh, uh, um, the daughter wrote a letter to two, to the dead Tupac talking about, I wish you was alive so my mommy right. could be happy. Come right. On, What's that? What's that, Basim? What is Absolutely. that? Craziness. <laughs> but what I wanted to say, what I wanted to say was this, everybody, is like, let's go back, let's circle back and look at their history as opposed to emasculation, right? So you got Jada Pinkett, Baltimore, you know, went to, you know what I'm saying, grew up in Baltimore, grew up in a, you know, a rough area. Mom city. was a heroin addict, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Look at Will Smith's, look at Will Smith's um, background, grew up middle class, West Philly, Good neighborhood, parents had good jobs. Mom graduated from Carnegie Mellon, one of the best colleges you can go to. You know what I'm saying? Will was accepted to MIT, all of that stuff, right? All that good stuff. So going back to what I can't remember who said it in here, Mm -hmm. but Jada represents the part of himself that he wished he had. So what he's going to do is because he doesn't want to lose that via her, he's going to do everything he can to protect it. Everything he can do to protect that and not lose that, he's going to do, whether it's to his detriment or not. Because even when we look in the last video that Q put up at the end, he said, we ride together, we die together, which means he doesn't give a damn about what's going on, what's happening, whether it's happens to his detriment. He's going to stay there because, you know what I'm saying, because he doesn't want to lose that part. And on top of that, he I think the reason man. why he went buck wild on the stage is because he's been looked at as that soft, you know what I'm saying, well-mannered, nice black male, non-threatening. I used to call it non-threatening black male. So mm-hmm. when you go into an area, it's like, oh, look, that's Will Smith. Oh, we love Will Smith. He would never do that type of stuff that, you know, all the other stereotypical black men would do. He would never right. do that. That's that why a- I think a lot of people uh, pretty much got shocked when he did it. They was like, wow, he actually could be like one of these stereotypical black men that we thought he could be. But but think if he was pinned up for all that time and right for all that time he's been a sucker he's he's you know he's he's pinned up he's he going to walk on the stage that calm collective organized in Hollywood with the perfect slap the turn around to not know if the dude is going to punch you in the back of your head and walk back to his seat with a stroll he almost twitched back to his seat bro. and instead of clapping bro, like bro that bro, was Charles Barkley Charles Berkeley said it best, man. On, I don't bro. think it applies to well in terms of craziness. Right. We always say crazy people don't know they're crazy. So when they doing something, right. like like but I'm being talking pinned about up. that. But if that, you have a pinned up frustration, it comes out different than that. That was not pinned up frustration. That wasn't organized. I mean, walk on the stage, slap you. He didn't seem like he was flabbergasted. He went bro. back to the sea. He cursed two times or whatever. Bro. Somebody that's somebody that's pissed, right? And I've had enough. They're not going to go up there and slap you once and turn around. I've seen people piss. You've seen a girl that's been pinned up and they finally get but some he, freedom. How they act? They act did, crazy. But he didn't. He didn't go back to the sea. So, so let me ask you guys. Look, look <laughs> I'm, did, I'm, though. I'm, I'm quite sure. Like I'm I don't think sure. that's wilding out. I'm quite sure we all have um, our opinion on on that situation and will and. Wherever they go, they go. That's what something that he's got to do as a man. He need to write people around him, or she need to write people around her. I think it's I think it's interesting how 
we don't know. We don't know who Will Smith is. Right. I mean, the persona is that he's a nice guy, but we don't know. He could be emotionally, um, financially, uh, spiritually abusive to Jada. We don't know. We don't know. Um, well, but, well, we do, well, but we do like know. Personality, she would say that. Well, she from a professional, it. from a professional opinion, I believe Will Smith don't know who he is. I believe Will Smith is down. Go. He got there trauma go. that he need to handle. He need to do some inner framework in order so he can find out who he is. Definitely, I agree. So, hundred percent. Bring it, bringing it back to bringing it back to emasculation, <laughs> right? And if what we, about? Sorry, if we use, like, we use that situation as an example, and surely that's not the only example we could use. We could we could lose a bunch of our actors who say that they're heterosexual, but they willfully um, put themselves in a dress. Right. And one of the questions that Shay asked was, so are these, are, are we emasculating ourselves? That's the question I want to ask. Arden, I want you to answer it, Arden, because you've been quiet. I think the money factor is uh, huge. When you look at the red table talk, you know, I wonder if Facebook threw them ten million dollars. If they threw them a million dollars, you got to look at the what, what, how valuable is that slap? Exactly on 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 the Oscars. Chris uh, they say out. all. Uh, Donald Trump said all publicity is good publicity. And so when you go viral like that, and you got the whole world talking about you, are more people downloading his music? Are more people downloading his movies? Definitely. And so it it, it it's a brand. You know, and and so the red table talk is a brand, and the slap is a brand, and and at the end of the day, when Martin and all those guys put on a dress, it's a brand, and and mm -hmm. so Young Thug put on a dress. These guys live in a, in Atlanta, but uh, uh, Young Thug shot up um, Little Wayne's uh, 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 tour bus, so uh, Young Thug's uh, baby mother got shot what two weeks ago. Are these guys? You see, we're dealing with a different generation now. Exactly. These guys are gay and killers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. 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 You know what I mean? Right. And so we, we got a whole nother animal that we're dealing with. We Definitely. dealing you really can't disrespect nobody for real because you don't know what they're capable of. And so these guys could be gay. They're setting up other guys, acting like they're gay, going to their house, robbing them for their cars and money. And so it's it's a it's Atlanta is ugly. You know what I'm saying? It's and, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, it's anything ugly. goes. It's and Will ugly Smith, right now. Arden, if you saw Will Smith's post on Instagram right before the Grammys or the Oscars, he was like, "We're about to cause chaos. We're gonna shake the world." This was he his did. post it right was, before. It, 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 he, they did, and he no, also did. everything no, he posts, he's like no, disappearing. That, he's a, he's thought, an actor. Milton. Yeah. Hold that thought, Milton, because I got a question. I'm gonna come. He's an A-list actor. A-list. He's not just a regular actor. He's no, he's on the other side type actor. So, like, so. Basim, this is for Basim. Basim, Jamel, and Milton. Based off what we were talking about behind the scenes, and then some of the stuff that we discussed, um, is masculation. We know basically is buck breaking. It's it's the same thing. Absolutely. Is this is this part of the destabilization of the black family? Yes, Definitely. it is. Definitely. Well, well, well. First of all, let me let me let me share a little journey with you. Um, the last seven years of my career as a correction officer, 
I worked in what they call a sexual civilly committed unit where they civilly sex offenders. And coming from a hardcore prison as Rawway, which I did, we had to go through training in order to work with them. And when the doctor stood up and said, oh, well, you know, we promote homosexuality here. I was like, done. You promote homosexuality? Yeah, well, they think about each other. They won't think about kids or different. And it was just like, wow. And to be honest, 90% of that population indulge in homosexual activity. Hmm. This Sad. is not something somebody told me. This is something that I witnessed for myself. And I was like, yo, come home, like sick on my stomach. Like, yo, this is crazy. And, and remember that same prison system was made right after slavery. So it was like a channel. And, and you know what it is, New Jersey has a prison system, Avenel, which are just for sex offenders. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't know about this. That's crazy. And it's something else. Like I said, you know, um, you got men running around here playing with other men like it's okay. Because they've been emasculated. Absolutely. And I don't, what about the genetic warfare? Do you feel like there's some something in the water that's making these kids a little bit different or a little bit more feminine? Do you think it's just because females are armed? Because I feel like Females have been raising. And I know people who have been no, raising just with that, no. just their moms, it's, and it's, and they're men, and they're men, and they're men. You know, I know so it's not genetics in terms of vaccines, in terms of this, this stuff you know, going on, bro. No, you know what it is? You What's know up? what it is? It is it is a it is a laid out psychological plan that's been planted for decades. Programming. So if you think about it. Think about Vietnam, right? Mm-hmm. What did America do in Vietnam? They said they wanted to win hearts and what minds, right? So what they would do is they would put propaganda out. So let's look at it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, 80s, broken home, single parent, single parent, uh, single parent uh household, mom's yeah. leading the household, all the shows that would come out. Think about all the shows that we had when we were younger with single moms and stuff like that. We had we had Thea, we had growing up, we had a lot of shows, you know what I'm saying, that had like you know, single parent black mothers holding a household. How many single parent household white mothers had shows like that? It was like one. And it was like one. It was called Getting By. And it had Tell My Hopkins and it had What's the That show didn't even last the season because they didn't want to see that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Many people don't believe that. So to me, I think it's it's a years long program. We don't need this. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. Definitely hit on something. Uh, uh, TV programs. When we pay attention to the TV programs that the youth are watching today, all programs have to have at least one gay character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are they teaching in the school, Basim? It's straight in the curriculum now. Mm-hmm. Even the superheroes we grew up on, we never paid attention to no sexuality with our superheroes. Exactly. Now you come now, oh. It's deliberate. Out, he's gay. It's deliberate. We don't care about that. It's deliberate. I was talking to a friend that's in Philly, and they they have counselors in school that are promoting these um, junior high school and high school kids for sex changes. 
Like this kid came home and told his mother, I'm about to be a girl. And they're giving him the hotline numbers and giving the, the, all the resources to make this come through. And the mother's fit to be tired. Like, what's going on? You know? Well, just, see, if, you, if you think about it, though, guys, what is, and I'm going to ask everybody a question here. What is the pinnacle of masculinity? I got a question. For, I got a question of, for of masculinity. you masculinity. The pinnacle of masculinity? Like the model of masculinity. Being a. You oh, want to know, know the model? You want to know the model of masculinity? Here we to go. To myself or to everybody? I'm just talking. I'm just talking about like in terms. I'm talking about just in terms dogs of are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved under the condition that he provides something. There you go. It's not lying. But I think that but that's everybody though. If the woman is not providing something, she's not on a point also. But I think to be a man is to be a protector, is to be a decision maker, is to be the force of the family. Like the man, you know, like the, the man the man naturally should naturally. I said I gotta say should now. Of course should naturally want to be the protector and the provider. But I I got a question. That somebody in the chat asked that Shay asked in the chat, and plus I want to ask Arden something because see I'm, I, I want to focus on Arden because he's in Atlanta, and I'm and and the reason why is because I know 96, 97 Atlanta is not 2022 Atlanta. Mm. Arden, how long you been down there? Um, collectively I've been in the South for twenty years. And I've been in Atlanta since 12, so that's about 10. Tell me how, explain how the city, you know, one thing, one thing I don't, I don't want to, and I know they work hand in hand, sexuality and emasculinity, emasculation works hand in hand, but I want to focus on the emasculation part because um, people, people, I want to say it, say it wisely for YouTube. People have always had alternative lifestyles. And mm -hmm. when you're dealing in this country, it's a smorgasbord, so you never know what to expect. But I want to talk, Arden, <laughs> I want you to talk about how you've seen the city basically be emasculated. So I think one of the downsides to homosexuality is the reproductive part of it, right? Men and women are then, made, uh, is, is made to procreate. And so when you got two men and, 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 and you have, you create a confusion there, you know what I mean? Because the natural, the natural progression of life can't even take place because two men obviously can't produce a baby. I don't care what LBGT person, whatever we talking to, the fact of the matter is two men can't produce a baby. And the fact of the matter is two women can't produce a baby. And so the, that, that tearing down and, and becoming women have made it cool to be gay because all of their friends are gay. All of the guys that do their makeup and hair to some degree are, are gay. And, 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 and so Atlanta has 6 million people, give or take. And so there's a huge population hey, Arden, of... For the, for the algorithm, the alternative lifestyle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Atlanta has... Six million people, give or take, and so a huge population is uh, based upon entrepreneurialism, 
and uh, uh, highly educated individuals and, and, and just downright hustlers from strip clubs to uh, illegal activities. And, and, and so when you have a mixed bag of, of, of entertainers and movie stars and Tyler Perry studio and Steve Harvey and all of these people trying to, to, trying to get on, you're going to get a mixed bag of, 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 of individuals. And so everything in that bag is there. And, and Atlanta has taken on a culture of anything goes, it's, it's the black Hollywood and um, the, 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 the future, if it's based on Atlanta, the future of our society isn't, an, isn't, isn't, is not a healthy one. <laughs> I'll say that. Can I can I touch on something? I I was at the basketball game. I'm gonna show you this example. I was at the basketball game and one of the rappers was there and and the mascot walks around with a uh diamond tester and this little boy had to be eight years old and he had on like a fifty thousand dollar watch full of diamonds and it's like what is our what is our future going to become? You know, it's just it's like a joke, really. I wanted I wanted to um touch on something uh to kind of answer your question direct, um, brother Q. Um I, I do agree with Anthony in regards to we we are part of the problem, like we have embraced this, you know, over-sexualized feminist, you know idea in our in our manhood like you said with the wearing of dresses and taking on these roles as women and you know things like that i mean and i just think that um money plays a big role in that because of course you doubt you dangle a dollar sign in front of somebody they'll do whatever they'll sell your own mama you know what i'm saying they'll do whatever so um it's 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 definitely something that this generation is embracing like it's it's like the leadership in our communities are not there you know um uh the the when i think about the leadership i think about this documentary i saw some years back um you know the brother that um suge knight ran over uh the brother that was in training day bones bones okay he did a documentary maybe about 10 15 years ago and it was on Back hbo that's That's, party. Arguably, to me, my personal opinion, the, the greatest documentary in regards to breaking down the gang culture, the history, the psychology of the gangs, Bloods and Crips and all of that. I ain't seen it. I've seen I got about four documentaries on Bloods and Crips. That's by far the best one. But um, one of the things that that he was he was explaining in the documentary was how, again, you know, the black man was removed out of the community, out of the home. So now these now women are there to to basically influence younger men or you know younger men on one how to try to be a man, but yet they're seeing, you know, they're doing it from a feminine perspective. And so it's just like, you know, you how do you how do you combat that? Like how do you really how can you Really, I think, have, I think you have to realize, Jamel, that we're at war. You know, absolutely and getting the family back together, where we're a unit, where the 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 woman is supporting the man, realizing that 
every time he steps outside, he has a different mind frame. It's everything coming at him, and it's been like that for years, and it could create health issues. She's going to have a different mindset when he comes home. But if the mm-hmm. black man has everybody against him from driving to work to being at work to coming home and all these subtle subliminal things that's been happening for years and then have to come home to someone that's talking to him less than what he feels like, you're not going to have a family, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody has to be a man first. That's and it. I think that I think that. I think that the so I think oh, that no. the, the, the you know I think that the um what we don't realize is that it's coming up so subtly, right? And so many different things that we have to stop, take a look at our history, take a look at what's going on, examine it as a family. And I feel like the women are going to be much more supportive to the men once they realize what we're going through, how we're seeing it from our perspective. But that conversation has to start. And women, I feel like, will be a lot more supportive because they want a man. They Absolutely. want a man, you know. Okay. Best, wait a second, Anthony. Best so scene. That, um, wait a second, Anthony. Best scene. Uh, let let the brothers in the panel know about your organization that you do. Well, uh, I have a life coach. I'm a I'm a life coach, and I have a Facebook group, men dealing with hidden secret trauma, because there are a lot of us that deal with hidden secret traumas, and we tend to put a mask on every day opposed to actually showing up as who we really are because a lot of us are broken. So I created the group for men, just for men. So therefore we have a place where we could come and we can open up and we can share because somebody might need to hear what you're going through Mm -hmm. because they're going through something similar. Definitely. Definitely. You know, uh, it's a great group. And like I said, we got to start doing that inner framework with ourselves so we can understand. If you can't understand yourself, you ain't going to be good to nobody else. Definitely. Definitely. So we really have to start doing that work, that inner work, and figure out who we are and what we want to do and where we want to go. I agree with that 100%, Basim. I was talking on another podcast, and we were talking about how people – um, walk around and they lead with their traumas because they feel like there's nothing wrong with them, but they're actually leading with their trauma. They're leading with that insecurity. They're coming off super aggressive and they never really peel back the layers to realize that, hey, that's probably something through childhood or this is something that actually hurt me that I never really dealt with and I buried it under. And now you're walking around with that with that behavior that's a symbol of your kryptonite, you know? So people don't want to admit how weak that they can be, you know, and they don't realize that that's a big part of being a man. That you well, have to admit the weakness. Well, one of the one of the biggest things is yes, Q. As this society here is taught men, mm-hmm. and it taught us wrong. Men don't want to seem vulnerable. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Men don't want to. I can't cry. I can't express my right. emotions. Right. The creator created me to have all these feelings and have all these emotions. So therefore, I need to let it out because if I keep suppressing it, I'm going to explode sooner or later. But the biggest right. problem is. Most of us look at life through the lens of other people opposed to understanding who we are. So Correct. I'm looking at your life and I want your life, but I don't right. know what life really entails. Right. Only for what I can see. Correct. And, right. And these are the things that we got to address. Right. Milton, What's up, since, since you were on the um the show that we did on hyposexuality, I want you to answer that question that Shay's asking. Can you see it? Um, do, you believe if, do you believe if men were less hypersexual, men would be less likely to be emasculated? 
first of all, I feel like hypersexuality in men is only going to exist based on what women are offering. Men jump through the hoops that women set. So if you're going to be, we're gonna, you're going to see a whole, whole bunch of hypersexual men if women are hypersexual. And women nowadays are super hypersexual. They're more sexual than men. Women are the aggressors when it comes to sex now. Am I, am I alone out here? Women are the aggressors. Okay. So let's, let's just call a spade a spade. And that's what it is. So I don't feel like men can be hypersexual without women. If you're talking about heterosexual men, I can't walk around acting crazy da 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 because that's not going to get me what I'm looking for. Based on mm -hmm. how you're training yourself and you're telling me the hoops and the bar that I have, you set for yourself, that's what I have to cross to get to you. So if it's real easy and you know, you're walking around naked and blah, 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 that's, that's what's going to happen. Um, you're going to see hypersexual men as well because I feel like women so, control it. Hold on, and let's look at Anthony, real quick. Anthony, let's Anthony, look at I got, Anthony, I got, I had the, uh, I want you to address huh? this, I want you to address this statement real quick, Anthony, but I just want to tell everybody in the chat, if you have any questions for the brothers on the panel, ask the questions and um, they'll be more than likely to answer them to the best of their ability. So if we don't address the gay agenda and the divestment movement from many angles, we are in trouble. So alternative yeah. lifestyle. Oh, uh, so yeah, I agree with I I, I. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that because, like, you know, it's like, all right. So let's look at it like this, right? People, let's talk about the gay agenda first, right? We're alternative lifestyle. Huh? Oh, sorry. Alternative lifestyle. Now we can't see that's the thing about it. That's sorry. a part of emasculation. Like well, I can't call gay person gay now. Well, like, honestly, no, that's let's, bad. Let's, let's just talk it, about. It's not a bad word. Well, I know. I it's know not a before, bad word to me. Before, before you. But for the decorum, sake of the show, it is. I know. Yes. Before for YouTube decorum, so we don't get shut off. Yeah, let's just say alternative lifestyle. Right. Alternative lifestyles. So okay. So we're talking about. Addressing alternative lifestyles and stuff like that. Now it's it's more prevalent than ever. So we're fighting about as black men, as fathers, as brothers, as husbands. We're fighting, you know, as boyfriends, whatever. We're fighting that agenda on all angles. Mm -hmm. It's like for the most part, it's it's here, it's here to stay. And you know what I'm saying? You know, I do my best as a man to say, hey, like, you know. I don't care how anybody lives their life. I don't have the right to tell anybody how to live and stuff like that, but I have the right to choose what I allow myself to be around. You know what I'm saying? I can control only what I can control. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't say I can't say if anybody decided one day they just wanted to start sleeping with men, hey, that's wrong for you to do. That's not my that's not what I, you know, as a human being am allowed to do. But what mm -hmm. I can do is I can educate myself on the situations. I can decide where I want to be at, and I can do that. As for divestment, right on both ends, that's a person. That's more of a personal decision. I would say people divest because they've been hurt. So if you look at like I watch, like I'm on TikTok a lot. So like I see on TikTok, there's 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 three big wars going on right now. There's three big wars. There's alternative lifestyle wars, you know what I'm saying, between certain subsects of the alternative lifestyle. There's a black man versus black woman war and stuff like that, unfortunately. And then there's a then there's a war, there's a war with um, how do I say this right? With black men or black women divesting, basically saying, you know what? I'm done with us. 
I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on this side, and it's sad. So what I say right now is that like it has to be broken down to like just base philosophies. What we had in the '50s of just like you know what I'm saying what we had in like almost the '60s where we had black men, black you know what I'm saying black women taking care of their families and being with and being with each other. You know what I'm saying? Even, you know what I'm saying, personally, and I'm going to put my whole situation out on there and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not married to, I'm not married to one of us. And the reason why there's no reasons behind it. I didn't choose to divest. I just met her. It was what it was. And then we got married. I tell people all the time, people's like, well, did you choose to be with her? I was like, you know what I'm saying? I chose to be with her, but it wasn't a situation on, I was just actively saying like, I'm not going to be with like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? My own people. Mm-hmm. It just came up. Started dating, hung out. That's how it was. But when I talk about people actively divesting out of spite, saying, okay, I've been hurt by, you know, four or five different black women, or I've been hurt by four or five different black men. So I'm, you know, I'm doing it. That's a psychological personal problem that needs to be handled with therapy and other and other resources that a regular person can't, you know, <laughs> provide. Humans, humans kill me with the racist thing because all the human, all of the animals hang out with each other, and they don't mess with the other type of animal. I never seen an eagle flying with a pigeon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they they don't they 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 stick to their own kind. Humans are the only kind that if they stick to their kind, they're racist or they're biased. It's natural for you to stick to your kind. Anthony, your wife, you have you you relate to her. The reason why y'all like each other is not a physical thing. That's not going to keep any marriage together. So y'all have mm-hmm. personality similarities and background mm-hmm. similarities. That's what's going to make mm-hmm. it pop. And you shouldn't even have to explain that. The thing about mm-hmm. it is everything that's being pushed right now is anti-life. Everything is pushed right now is anti-life. If we continue with, there is no more life, and people anti-life. are like, well, and, um, "Well, you know, he has the choice, and you can you can divorce your parent, and, and you can change your sex." What, what's going on? Like, at what point do we say, "Like, yo, this is all crazy. This is all crazy. It's foolishness." We're having topics about things that, if our kids continue with this and their kids, they're not going to be here. Everything is to bring the population down. The, I was getting ready to say that. Right. I was getting ready to say that. to bring the population down. And they've been pushing the whole thing that the population has been too high for years. The same person that was telling us the population was too high, I'm talking about for the past five years, is the same person that has the copyright on the COVID-19 vaccine. So at the end of the day, I mean, listen, I know there's cold words and all that other things, whatever. I'm seeing what's going on. Everybody's seeing what's going on. But if Jenna is being pushed, if we continue to do it, we're not going to be alive. Let me, and that's let, me, it. What, let, me let me ask one question before we close anti-creation. out. Anti-creation. Right? Um, we, we, we all heard when we were kids. I'm talking about kids. We were kids and we were taught, you know, even if you didn't have a male in the house, you had your uncles, you had guys, you, you had guys you, you, you know, you looked up to. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you five brothers, as as well as myself, what could we do to bring it all back? Mm. Sorry, I just spoke. Somebody else can speak. I just go first. Um, I think it just starts with each individual, you know, understanding, educating themselves 
and and learning who he is because that's what we've said about Will Smith. Him, he needs to learn who he is, and we all need to learn who we are as men, as black men, who we are as black men, and then be that example to as many men around us, including our children, nephews, and even the, the women in our in our lives. Because point, to your point, Q, to your point, when we were kids, I was raised by a single alcoholic mom, and I didn't really have a lot of male figures in my life you know, uh, like, like, uh, intimate male figures, like in home, you know, I have brothers and stuff, but they didn't live in home with me when I was younger. And, but my mom taught me, you know, boys don't wear earrings, you know, boys don't do this. Boys don't do that. You know, you have women that, that would say that to you as a boy, don't do this. Don't do that. Boys don't do this. Boys don't do that. And so I just think that, what we as men need to do did that did that make you a better man when your mother told you that <laughs> well i'm just saying i'm not saying she made me a better man or less of a man i'm just saying that that was something that she told me and that's something that i just never did not necessarily because of what she told me but i'm just not an earring guy you know i just don't like earrings in my ear so um but I don't wear chains. I don't wear jewelry. I don't, you know, it's not a, it's not an earring thing. I just don't, I'm not a jewelry guy. So, um, but at the end of the day, I think if we change and, 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 and be the men that we, we know we are or, or want people to see us as, I think that will then in turn change or influence, if nothing else, the children in our home. And then hopefully they will then learn, glean, and then, you know, and, 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 and become better, you know, moving forward. I don't, I, I think the group that Brother Basim has is a great uh, way of changing and affecting change uh, on a greater scale, you know, but I think it all starts individually. Definitely. <clears throat> Go ahead, Bessie. Uh, I believe we have to start having conversations. I believe as men, we have to start having conversations with the young men on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to stop being afraid of our children. <laughs> and we have to start having them intimate conversations. You know, you know, the young boy, ask them nicely, pull your pants up. Let's have a conversation. And then give him some dialogue on why he might should keep his pants up. You know, build a, a, a rapport and a relationship with that young man. So when you see him, you can have a conversation. That's missing our community. We used to go to the barbershop. And we heard some grown man conversation at the barbershop. <laughs> go to the barbershop now, you don't hear nothing but music playing. And they talking about nothing. <laughs> so, Anthony? Um, I just think we, I just think we continue as black men. I like, you know, I heard, um, I heard uh, a guy on TikTok say that I like, I like to listen to. He calls it the, pro- the productive majority, and I, I still think we should continue to be the productive majority of black males. Everybody on this panel seems to be a, you know, a productive, well-meaning, well-assuming culture black man. You wouldn't be on this panel. Q wouldn't have picked you to be on this panel if you weren't. 
So I, I can I say continue to, you know, exalt that example, be the example, you know what I'm saying? Be the example for, you know, the kids coming up, you know what I'm saying? Because those kids watch. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of us growing up, we didn't, you know what I'm saying? We we had influences, you know what I'm saying, that uh weren't the best. So I would say continue to be the influences for the younger generation. So we raise up, you know, the next generation to come up, you know what I'm saying? To be well-adjusted, you know what I'm saying? Well-meaning, productive, you know what I'm saying? Young men, you know? And basically that's just, in my opinion, what it is. Because like, you know, for us, you know, what's done is done. So all we can do right now is just, you know, try to build up the next generation coming up and help them the best and guide them the best way we can. So that's pretty much it for me <laughs> in terms of that. One thing in life, what I'm hearing is Basim seen it uh, uh, tremendously is that there's a common denominator and, and the common denominator is pain. Um, whether you're uh, alternative, whether you're straight, black, white, uh, Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter your, your background. We all can relate to pain. And I think that if we're going to keep a strong family unit, it's a matter of how do we alleviate that pain? If we have a loved one that is going down an alternative lifestyle, we alleviate that pain by continuing to love them. I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at Magic Johnson for loving his son, accepting his son, because at the end of the day, that's his son. And so we alleviate that pain through love and we continue to be a strong unit, uh, a community for each other. Uh, I know that if 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 I got a, a, a subject or a topic on my mind, I could reach out to Q and I know he'll be candid. And, and I know that there's a there's a respect and there's a love there. Uh, and so I just I think as a community, we can we just need to reinforce those love uh, aspects and, and, and we'll build and keep our household strong. Yeah, so I feel like just getting to the topic of emasculation and how it comes at us from society, I think the biggest part, um, the biggest thing that I think is going to help us is the family. Um, I think the woman being able to like talk about problems before they happen is a big step in the right direction because once you're in a problem, emotion takes over. So kind of talking to your woman and letting her know, like, listen, you know, demasculation of a man is a big problem of how the family kind of splits up. Let's kind of attack this from the beginning before we even have a problem. Or let's have this conversation, as Basim said, and start the conversation and communication to kind of alleviate past traumas or whatever's going on. Also realizing that we're all programmed. We're all programmed. Everybody here is programmed based on what you've seen, what you've been through, all right, based on your fears, based on the things that happened to you. So accepting that you're programmed and kind of going and looking into your situation to say, like, you know what, maybe I'm wrong about that. And my mom was probably programmed, too. And my dad was probably programmed, too. So you want to kind of break chains by taking a deep look into yourself, as Jamila Anthony talked about. Um, I think, um, as Basim said, I think that talking to youth. I've been teaching for 20 years. I still tutor online. I still talk to my youth. I talk to my neighbors if there's kids in the street or whatever. Stop men, Black men need to stop competing with other Black men. Like You need to see a Black man and feel like that's me. Because the same injustice that can happen to him is the same injustice that can happen to you. 
And the same things that can happen to him well is this so kind of having these conversations. And I commend you again, Q, for having this, this, this platform for us. But they need to see this and needs to realize that, you know what, a black man is not your enemy. As a matter of fact, he can help you more than anything else. And we need to start creating our own um, narrative by getting back to culture. There's certain yeah, things that just need to be done. There's, that kids have too many choices, right? Mm -hmm. There's certain things that just need to be done as a person. Like you said, Jamal, your, your mom said, don't wear an earring, right? Don't wear a chain. That's important to you because that was, that was something that doesn't make me any different because I have a chain on, right? You see, I'm a man. But at the end of the day, it kept you in line for your own discipline. You see what I mean? And people don't have discipline anymore. It's anything goes. So I think bringing our culture back, having conversations before the, the problem starts is a great step in the right direction. Because if all six of us did that, it's going to affect thousands of people. Right. You know, what we do starts to spread out. So I think that we need to kind of see good leaders in black men and stop letting the TV and social media run our kids and, and program our minds in terms of what's popping and what's not popping. Like, I shouldn't be looking at art and like, you know what I'm saying? And like, tag everybody, everything down in Atlanta is Sodom and Gomorrah. That there should not be. The black people should kind of see like, you know what? This is kind of leading us in the wrong direction and kind of stand up and do it together. But everybody wants to be popping. Money is a big drift, a, a big um, factor in why everything is going on. Because at the end of the day, women need money. Right, they needed to live. They need to feed their kids. And if the man is not around, they're gonna go get the money. And they're not gonna let a man come in there and tell them what they can and can't do if they wasn't providing. That's just natural human instinct, right? So overall, the conversation needs to start. Well, I will say this: that um, you know, one of the things that Basim and myself do, me and Basim, uh, the first Wednesday of every month, we do a show on men dealing with trauma and we didn't we didn't do it this week this month because of some things going on with our personal lives and um then this show came up and when i hollered the same he's like oh pencil me in you know and i when i reached out to all five of you guys um all y'all said pencil y'all in one of the things that i heard um that was interesting is being able to be vulnerable um and for me, speaking on the eye, that was something that wasn't always um, a good thing. But, at, you know, as you get older, you learn to not care, to be selfless. So, you know, I appreciate you guys. Um, you're more than welcome whenever we do something again. You guys is more than welcome to come on. Appreciate everybody in the chat that's watching. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're just five brothers, six brothers trying to make a difference. Start with um, one of the phrases that somebody that I respect very well, he always says it. As the man goes, the family goes. As the family goes, the community goes. As the community goes, the world goes. And he said, there is no bigger case study of this than the black man. Mm. So with that, appreciate everybody. You guys can stay on. Thank you. We'll close the show. And uh, everybody in the chat, appreciate you guys for joining us. Appreciate it. Peace.